Every town has its stories, its secrets. What possible harm could come from sharing them? Hmm? This is small town horror. Small Town Horror is a weekly podcast presented without commercials, which means it's up to you to keep the search going with your donations. I've only been able to keep doing this as long as I have thanks to the support of the listeners as I search for answers. Please visit patreon.com slash smalltownhorror to ensure those answers are found. I was thinking the other day, Do you remember when you had to buy calling cards just to make long-distance phone calls? When I left Creighton all those years back, I stopped at this gas station in Grand Rapids. What the hell was its name? It was by the railroad tracks, like right in the middle of town. Damn it. Anyway, I stopped and bought a calling card, thinking that maybe, just maybe, I would need it that there would be a day when I stopped and used it to call home, to call dad. I think I kept that card in my wallet for about 10 years. It was just one of those things I couldn't bring myself to get rid of, even after I had an actual cell phone plan. I miss those days, when you actually had to call someone at their house and even then it was a crapshoot. I tell you what, Being able to get in touch with people at any time has come with its own price. I wonder what would have happened if Julie hadn't answered her phone. What do you want, Joe? I just wanted to call and see how you were doing. Now isn't a good time. No, no, wait, don't don't hang up. What's going on? I just... I just wanted to talk a little. About what? I talked to your mom the other day. I'm not having this talk again. I have to go. Julie, wait. Julie? Julie! That doesn't prove anything more than you know her. It doesn't mean you aren't involved in any of this. Then call her back and get her to come here. I can't. She's not at the motel anymore. She's gone. Gone? Gone where? I don't know. Away. What? When? Last night. After I dumped you in the trunk, I went back to the motel and convinced her to leave. How? I told her I couldn't do it with her around. That I was too worried that something might happen to her. And that worked? Yeah, why wouldn't it? She's a part of your delusion. She'll do things that are stupid just so she can be a part of your world. No, 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 no. She called me on doing stupid stuff before. Nothing that didn't further her delusion. If she called you on it, it was to protect herself because she knew you were doing something that would ruin it. I know her. I know Julie. She will take this to the very end with you. But if you back her into a corner... What? What would you do if you were faced with the person responsible for your world collapsing. Maybe the better question is, what do you think I would do to that person? You're just like her. Stop saying it like that. 
I'm proud to be like her. She's strong and smart and a better person than I'll ever be. No argument here. Think that's a good idea? Being a wise-ass right now? What am I supposed to do? Beg for my life again? You're gonna kill me. Think so? I know you are. But that doesn't make it any less scary. You'll protect your delusion, just like her. Then why didn't she recognize you? What? When? What is that? That's you taking the recorder from my fucking motel room. Are you kidding? You can barely even see my face. I could see it good enough to pick you out of the crowd at the resort. And Julie saw the picture, too. If you were married, don't you think she would recognize you? Because I didn't look like this when we were together. Take my wallet. Look at my ID. I had to shave and cut my hair for my new job. I do actually work at Hanson Design. I stood there, staring at the driver's license in his wallet and could barely tell it was the same person. The guy in the picture had a dome of jet black hair and a thick black beard. He looked like a younger version of Alan Moore, if that helps anyone. The man sitting in front of me had a crew cut and was clean shaven. They barely looked like the same person and that was on a government ID let alone a low-res image from a spy camera I bought off a shady internet site. Even when I'd stared at that image, I thought he was closer to 40. But the man in the chair wasn't even 30. The doubt started to creep in. How had I even identified him at the resort? Had I created an image for him in my own mind? Damn it. Even if that's the case, why come after me? Stop making this about you. This world doesn't revolve around you no matter how hard you try to make it. I'm here for Julie. And only Julie. I don't give a damn what happens to you. You die for her? She's my wife. That's not what I asked. Yes. Yes. I would die for her. Even after all the shit we went through and all the pain. I love her. I love her more than I've loved anyone in my life. I followed her across the country even after I left her because... Because I couldn't let her suffer. She's not suffering. Yes, she is. The longer you keep her in the middle of all this... The more she's going to suffer, and it's going to get worse and worse. What do you think is going to happen when this all really ends? I mean, when you realize that whatever happened to you is finally over, and you get on with your life. Don't pretend like you know me. You didn't answer my question. When this is over, we will move on. Together. Even if part of you believes that's ever possible. It's never going to end. There's always going to be something. Either you'll make it, or she will. You know what? Fuck you! You think you know anything about me or what I've been through? You think that playing some fucked up stalker game with a woman you want to believe is your wife is going to make me feel bad for you? 
You keep talking and talking as if I haven't been through some horrible shit and had to deal with the fallout of all that. You don't know shit. The only thing you can do is piss me right the fuck off. I hate you. What? What? I hate you. You took her from me and you don't even care. Did you spend any time actually getting to know who she was before you decided to start using her? You didn't care where she came from, or what she'd been through. You didn't talk to her enough to see that there was something wrong with her. All you wanted was someone to use because you're so fucked up inside. You hid away in that fucking motel room, and when you met her, you saw someone you could use just like you've used everyone else in your life. You can blame whatever happened to you all you want. But it still comes down to you fucking up people's lives because you can't get over what happened to you. Get over it? Get over it? This is what every day feels like for me. Just trying to breathe. Now you tell me, how are you gonna get over it? What? We... Uh, we almost had a kid once. Before things changed. Probably the reason things changed. She got pregnant. She was... So happy. She surprised me after I got home from work with a present. It was this little round cake that said world's best dad. Except she got too excited and posted it on her Facebook page before I got home and I saw the updated work. It was vanilla cream. She, um, she didn't really get sick. She didn't throw up or anything except one time, just into her second trimester, we were driving along and all of a sudden she got real quiet and kind of moaned for me to pull the car over. Then she threw up. And that was it. We joked about that being her morning sick. Not sickness, just, just sick, just that one. She wanted a midwife, and she wanted to have the kid at home. I remember getting mad about it and blaming her pregnancy brain on something so stupid, but... But Julie won, because Julie wins. She always did. We even got a midwife and all that. They were good people. They cared about her so much and remembered things about us when we went in for visits. I don't think there was anything we could have done different, but... She was at 30 weeks when she started to feel... weird. I didn't think anything about it because sometimes she just felt weird. She was pregnant. I didn't know any better. She felt weird all the time for whatever reason. 
We were both getting a little tired and just wanted to get this kid here, but we went in for the test and the baby was dead. There was nothing anyone could do. Doctors didn't have an answer. It just died. But then they said it. She still had to give birth. She had to give birth to our... our son. We didn't even know the sex of the baby yet until they told us that they'd have to induce her to get... to get our son's body out of her. We bought him a coffin. His name was Michael. We... we did counseling. The midwives know of a, a retreat, I, I guess. For people who went through that sort of thing. We were there with three other couples. It was supposed to make us feel better. Like we weren't alone. But it didn't. That was around the time the changes started, and I didn't want to pay attention to it. She'd been through a lot, and the midwife said that she might have had a hard time as her body recovers from the trauma, but I thought she just needed time. I thought she just needed to get over it. I told her she just needed to get over it. <laughs> Would you have had some wise-ass thing to say to that, St. Clair? Would you, in all your doubt about people, be able to stand there as that man fell apart and say anything at all. He couldn't even wipe his eyes or nose with them bound behind his back. He just sat there and cried and cried until he had nothing left. He had this look of utter defeat on his face. Like he was too tired to do anything else ever again. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. I couldn't watch it anymore. I couldn't listen to anything else he had to say. So I took out my knife. And I cut him free. No drama, no cliffhanger. No, what was he going to do with the knife? How could he not believe Joe? Of course I did. So I let him go. In that room were two men who didn't know what they were doing. And when they tried to do something right, it ended up being stupid and putting people at risk. And for what? Joe could argue he did it for love, or guilt, or anything. What did I do it for? Answers? To who? Myself? 
whoever I started recording all this for in the first place? What justification did I have for the things I had done? What are you doing? Go home, Joe. You're trying to trick me. No, I'm not. Just go. I don't know why you did it this way. But you had your reasons. And maybe I'm an idiot for letting you go anyway. I said go. Before I change my mind. But Joe? What? If I ever see you again, I'll kill you. You need help, Ryan. Seriously. There are no words for the level of sick I felt at that moment. I watched as a man I was ready to let die less than a day earlier walked away. His pants still stained from his own piss. What kind of person does that? I mean, evidence aside, what kind of monster had I become that I was so willing to do to someone else what I thought they had done to me? What kind of person is that? It's not like I had a lot of time to dwell on things. Even when you stand there in the moment, out in the middle of the stick, standing in the doorway of a storage space, lingering with the smell of urine, questioning everything you think you know to be true, you still don't get to stop. You have to keep moving. In that moment, I only had one thing left to hold on to. The words of a committed man. In more ways than one. Yeah, remember those words that Tom said to me? Two words. And they pointed me in the only direction I had left. Abandoned. Streetlight. You got it, don't you? Have you been paying attention? Till next week. Small Town Horror is a weekly podcast presented without commercials, which means it's up to you to keep the search going with your donations. I've only been able to keep doing this as long as I have thanks to the support of the listeners as I search for answers. Please visit patreon.com slash smalltownhorror to ensure those answers are found.